I recognize that Ottawa is located on unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabe Nation. I extend my respect to all First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples for their valuable past and present contributions to this land. I haven't talked about SARS because y'all probably seen everything now. My introduction to SARS came with Nigerian 419 scams. All right, when they were trying to crack down on that. Because of course, of course the world was getting swindled. So SARS was involved in that. Anyway, long story short, now that it's gotten to the point it's gotten, now that it's reached the level of awareness it's reached, <clears throat> you know, it's just fucking sad, man. Like, I was, I was WhatsApping the Nigerian faction of my fam to see if anybody died over there yesterday. And no, apparently no, which is great for us, not for everybody else. It's fucked up. We're literally like, I'm like, man. We lost fam in Sierra Leone. We lost fam in Ghana in the 80s. In the Jerry Rollins era. Could have been late 70s to late 80s. Let me actually, uh, I can't check that right now. But during that Jerry Rollins era, people were lost. This Nigerian faction of my family are people who right after colonialism ended in no colonialism was still going on actually because Ghana was first in 57 with the independence Sierra Leone was 63 Nigeria was 66 or the reverse anyway pre-1957 what they used to do with the people that spoke English the British um, would send the West Africans that spoke English to other West African countries, basically, as civil servants. So there was a contingent, uh, well, there was a, there was a faction of my family that, from that time, from bef way before there's any independent stock. We're talking like a hundred years, maybe. 90 to 100 years. We're there before. So they sent them out to Nigeria. They stayed. And for all intents and purposes, they're Nigerians. Bounce all over the country. Lagos. Igbo region. So. This SAR shit, I'm like, man. So, and then they, then they, of course, marry Nigerians. So, 
like born and bred Nigerians. So, well, what's the term? Nigerian Nigerians, I should say. So, I'm listening to all, I'm watching all this news on my like, fuck. Someone's dead. I know it's fucked up for your mind to go that way, but my mind went to that direction. It didn't happen. It hasn't happened. Because Nigeria has to be in the top 10 populated countries. That list of names, I'm like, that list of names is just a list. There's more. But apparently everybody's fine, so that's good. We focus on that. We focus on that good aspect. You know what I mean? We focus on that. mask up this mask is the best too this is the CHU radio station mask. It's the greatest. All right. Could I get an extra large three cream and three sweetener? That is it. I'll collect the points. Did the point scan? Yeah. Okay. I'll pay cash. Thank you. Twenty pack of Belmont King. Twenty pack Belmont King. Yeah. Fourteen fifty-eight. So you know what's going in there. <laughs> it's okay. All right. It's all good. Thank you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. 
So now we continue to stroll. Just hit up local seafood spot. I ain't been recording this much, so I'll make it a part two. Here's some little technical shit. The platform I use. seems to they always allowed Spotify they always allow like if you had Spotify premium they allowed you to put your songs in the in the uh, show so to speak which I guess what the 99% of things on that platform are the songs but They seem to have made some modification where it's like, I don't even really explore it. I just know there was an announcement when I was trying to publish one of these journals. It's like, your shit can go to Spotify. You can play songs on Spotify, straight from Spotify. I'm like, how is that different than before? I imagine it's the full song, but I don't know. Anyway, I don't know if it isolates the people that only listen on Anchor versus those who listen on Spotify. I don't know. But as has been said in the past, Anchor sold, sold to, to uh, Spotify a while ago. So it's not surprising that way, I guess. not surprising so why am I saying this because if it's not a seamless listening experience I'll have to listen to it myself to guess today now that I've said it if it's not a seamless listening experience then I'll have to check it out there's a couple episodes I didn't put no music in quote-unquote episodes there's a couple journal entries i've been fighting this journal entry versus episodes audio journal versus podcast thing for fucking what a year or something audio journal journal entry there you go so i haven't put any music in between journal entries or segments of journal entries in a couple of in a couple of uh, entries, so um, you know, we'll see how that goes. But like I said, I wanted to be a seamless listening experience. Now I want to talk about what bad RB is. To This is where the criticism of marching and protesting 
Ze bij Effi. There's, to me, at this point, it's undeniable if the whole world marched, it would say something. Like, things would get shut down. People would be like, okay, if the whole world's marching. And it, it, it got to that point, yo, like, how many Nigerian embassies had protests? That's some, man. But let's talk about the ACAB. Now, before, I always hate the stupid argument. Well, if somebody fucking breaks into your house, don't you want the cops there? Any individual, forget me, any individual can solve that B&E before the cops show up an hour later or however long later with their fucking notepad asking you what asking you to recall the events <laughs> you seen that five-year-old boy start swinging anyway that's an i mean someone can say that's an anomaly but he was swinging he was waiting for cops anyway i was living in a place i don't think i've said this before to anybody i was living in a place Um, in 2014, was it, no, it was 2015, because the election was that year. And... So I'm sub. So there, it was the way the house was set up was that there was the upstairs, which had the guy with the lease, and then like these two. They must have at the time. They must have been like 21 year old. Uh, these two Haitians. They're a couple. Then there was me. So then there was the basement, which had been creatively split into two. So I lived in one basement, which was more or less a garage, probably, that they converted into a basement. And then the other person had something similar. So one day I'm sitting there and I'm hearing crackling outside. What the fuck? And then I look outside and I see light. I look outside, I, I draw the curtain. We have the, yeah, there's this big evergreen tree. The whole shit was engulfed in flames. And I'm, I'm outside looking at a tree. I couldn't tell how many feet this is. But it was as high as this tree. Maybe a little bit shorter. And it was engulfed in flames. I'm like, what the fuck? I call the fire department. They roll through. But I noticed right after the fire, like some people was like some people walking away and shit. Anyway, cops show up. Keep in mind, the dude who had the lease 
it was a rip-off situation. He was charging out the ass for bullshit, charging for water, high amounts, charging for uh, his his security footage. He had his security. He had cameras all around the house. Conveniently, the camera that was on the street didn't work. But conveniently. Anyway, I'm not saying nothing was there. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But cops show up, three, two bald ass cops and one other dude. And I don't know if it was a good cop, bad cop thing, but one cop was like the responsible cop. The other two were just fucking goose cracking. One of them was like, one of them was like, Oh, I'm making some marshmallows. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Does it look like I'm, we're making marshmallows? I know you're trying to joke. What the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with you? Then, they barely take any notes. So the responsible cop is taking the notes. Maybe he's the rookie. I don't know. I get a call. I got to say what happened. Or what I saw, at least. The lease owner was out drinking that night. He comes back eventually. He's like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, yo, this is what happened. I'm like, yo, is there a camera on that? There's a camera on that tree. You can see what happened. He's like, oh, it doesn't work. I'm like, wow. Of all these cameras, of all these useless cameras, that we are paying for, we're paying you for. This shit don't work when it counts. Fuck out of here. Anyway, now, who he was leasing from is a, <laughs> as they say, a deeper, darker criminal link. But anyway, which is, which is, you know, when you sit there and you kind of look back, everybody in the house, with the exception of one person, was. BIPOC. I don't think it was that at all, to be honest. I think it was the the deeper dark criminal link. That's what I think it was. Or it was random. Pretty random though. Like you try and rationalize the randomness of that, you're like, ah, that's a bit too random. Sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction, you know. I mean, that old house has a history about it. Which I came to learn as I lived there. Anyway. So, these are, so all that to say, these arguments of, well, what happens when, the, when something happens when the cops come? When the cops come, nothing. Usually. I mean, they're solving crimes 36 years, 15 years later. Yes, they're solving them at some time later but what in the meantime what are you doing they always applaud it like oh um they never stopped working on this case this was never a cold case yes it was you just got a tip 
you were sitting there tracking people down. Like, you got a tip years later that's, that it, because the guy confessed to some girls or something. He was trying to, like, the big man somewhere. He said something. That person gave you the tip. And they probably didn't give you the tip. They probably gave the RCMP or somebody the tip who then gave the local police the tip to then follow up on. It wasn't like you sat there and you were Batman and you solved the shit. People have this Marvel concept of cops. They aren't superheroes. So anyway, you think I'm on a tangent, but I'm not. So this ACAB thing isn't just about ACAB, uh, uh, white ACAB versus, or white cops versus black people, white cops versus indigenous people, white cops versus Latinos, white cops versus Arabs. It's about cops. I don't view them SARS boys as anything different than the cops here. They're dropping people like flies too. Some of them videos. Some of them first hand videos. Like wow. just roll up to a crowd and start shooting. Or people are throwing stones at you and you're shooting back. Get the fuck out of here. Land defenders. You're putting out warrants for people who are occupying their own land. Wow, they're tough. You're really enforcing the law, but you can't stop. Oh yeah, right, the, the, the property damage arguments. How can people, how can these protesters damage their own property? Okay. All this shit on the East Coast. All this terror on the East Coast. All this property damage. Yes, they're not being essentially made to look like fools. So they got to do something now. I guess an, uh, an injunction came down from the to the Supreme Court that uh, there should be no interference in Mi'kmaq fishing. It took a lot, huh? Took a lot of took a lot of, and this is where I say digital and physical action. Everybody's got a lane. What they used to call slacktivism is not slacktivism anymore. Like it isn't. It was a cute term at the time. It was funny. But it, it, it didn't, I mean, at the time it reflected something. Like I retweeted, like, like Amber Rose saying BLM, great. <laughs> you know what I mean? That kind of thing. But. Now, it's the people 
It's in fact the people who are the most affected by this shit who are using the very tools that one would describe as slacktivism to bring wider attention to these things. So that's my little soapbox spiel for now. I gotta make a call. I don't know where this call is gonna go. I've had too many, there's been, in the past week, there's been too many calls that I need to fucking see or hear. And by need, I'm not talking like, oh, I don't want to hear them. It's just like one thing after the other. And yet I wouldn't categorize it as a bad week. Even though the calls are fucked up. Now let's see this call. Let's see what news this call is about. Alright. Peace out. Alright. Gotta go to the pharmacy. How interesting. But I got a couple unexpected errands to run. Not sure if today's really a day for being out and about in the streets. I say that now and then in three hours, it'll be something else. I mean, I'm already out about right now. Yeah, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, the gym. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, I'm already out the street now, so... I almost didn't recognize that guy. I think I was in the gym, maybe up until last summer. Then I went calisthenics only. And then this summer. Well, this whole fucking year, really. Starting from last October. No. No, no, no. Calisthenics was up to February. Once I got a minute to the hospital, that was the end of that. I don't know if this this day is a shoot-oriented day or not. I 
I mean, beyond what I'm already doing? I guess the answer is yes. <laughs> but really, <clears throat> heard some news about some B&Es that have been going down. Maybe not even B&Es, like attempted B&Es trespassing. And it's not just affecting, like it's, a, first of all, it's affecting what will be considered the nice houses in uh, my area, like in my direct neighborhood. And it's expanded quote-unquote expanded to the various apartment complexes to the point where the dude across the hall heard someone trying to bust into his place now how they got in is the question You got to get buzzed to get in. I mean, someone's logic would be, well, did someone buzz them in? But you know your building, right? Like, you know... People don't just be buzzing people in. Unless it's, unless it's uh, UPS or some shit. Or Purolator or whoever. Amazon. This, the way this story was told was that someone busted in through a laundry room and tried to get up in the spot. And I'm sitting here thinking, whew, because we got double, we got, we got our shit double locked, so anybody comes in. Keep saying it. I used to say make it a long day, but it won't even be a long day. It'll be very quick. It'll be a very quick scenario in which somebody is left right where they stand. Now, going back to the nice houses getting hit up. Apparently, someone, they got lights that when you go near it, it's like motion activated lights. When someone goes near it, it turns on at night. So they saw somebody at their driveway after the lights have been activated. Then they watch the person try to go to hit up somebody else's house. And that's all they saw. And then they got a call the next day that the second house that got hit up, that person watched the same person go trying to hit up a third house. And this third house, the second house, knows the third house. But the third house is down the street. So, dude goes to chase the guy down, and it's just some kid. Kid has a knife. 
That's, a, that's a, whatever knife he has. Now he can A-cab it up. Possibly. <laughs> you know what I mean? The story is going to go in a few directions. We'll A-cab it up first. A. The original storyteller who was telling me this told me this this morning. They said, uh, oh, you should have called the cops. I'm thinking, so what? <laughs> like I said, an hour later, they come, take a statement, get a description. Dude probably changes his pants at that point. He may or may not get arrested. Hi, could I have a um, extra large three cream three sweetener? Anything else? Do I have a strawberry cheesecake muffin too? First person says, call cops. First, the storyteller tells them and says to me that that person should have called the cops. The second person that chased down jogging pants guy. Now, I don't think that's effective. And apparently all they were doing was, I mean, might as well theorize here. Yeah, we're talking here. Thank you. We're theorizing here. So they go knock on the door or some shit. Or try and break in and the knife is the tool of threat. That's the theory. I forgot just now whether I broke the two theories into one, or I combined the two theories. One, they knock on the door, knife. Two, they break in, whoever's in there, knife. Now, I preach a lot about, or I have been preaching recently about the self-protection piece of, of living. First of all, notice how it's targeting like what is considered a little like suburban community. And it's not, it's actually inner city, but it's like the nice houses, the nice houses, the older houses where the seniors live, right? The older part of the neighborhood, so to speak. So, 
person's targeting them. All right, they may or may not be ready to pop off, but that person catches the wrong apartment. Person catches the wrong apartment and it's, and it's lights out. Even with the knife. I haven't told the story. I don't know if I'll tell it now. The short version of the story is a crew of seven dudes roll up on us, three of us. We handle the business. And down the line, we find out, down the line is in a week later, we find out that they, in fact, had knives. <laughs> and I forgot if one had a gun or something. Anyway, the, knife, the knives were there, for sure. And I'm thinking, you had a knife and you still got rocked. So... All that to say, the knife doesn't really mean anything in a certain scenario, especially when physicality is involved. A small person with a knife, unless they're lethally stabbing, that means nothing to a bigger person. And trust me, I've seen some big people go down by small people's hands, but doesn't mean anything. Oh, you got a knife. Good for you. That person got knives in their house. But I don't know what, like I said, I don't know if it's the marvelization of society or... Victimhood mentality or whatever it is. But... people convince themselves that or have been I guess brainwashed into thinking that them being the victims means that the police are the heroes who instantly solve everything That's really not how it works. The question that should be asked is why is this kid even attempting this? This is stupid. Like when you really get into the the nitty gritty of what the guy is doing door to door with a knife. Well, we all also know that be at ease these sorts of things are up. What people are getting is, I don't know, but B&Es are up, carjackings are up. So there is that aspect to it. But I mean, Like, kid would have been smarter carjacking.
You know what I mean? Like, people got less places to go. There's more cars parked. I'm just trying to put myself into the mind of someone who's now in the stages of, okay, COVID-19 has ravaged the economy for, what, eight months or whatever. Almost nine months, really. Okay, so I ravaged the economy for nine months. Quite a skept. We were kind of already in a recession the year before. But let's not, we don't need to worry about that. So we're now officially in one for sure. So now your move is not even cybercrime, which would make more sense, but to go door to door in the hopes of <laughs> getting some money. Like, <laughs> okay. Well, the car to car shit would have been, would have, would make more sense. Because at least there's zero resistance. But even then, man, like, Like, even then, you're, like, you're not likely to get a lot of a car. And I mean, I've reformed my shit, so I've got no problem talking about it. Back in the sort of late teens, We had a run of that. It's not a lot in cars. I did discover some great reggae though. <laughs> we discovered a... That was the most valuable thing that I discovered. That's the single thing that I remember the most from those types of days was, you know, discovery that like 64K CD or whatever, whatever it was, of burnt reggae CDs, shit that I'd never heard. Like, I'd never heard Alton Ellis before that. But that doesn't go to show you, you're not gonna fight much. So, even the carjacking argument is kind of eh. Is this shit even recording? It is. So even that carjacking shit ain't gonna work. Them Niger I mean, it's fucked up that what Nigeria is going through now, man. Like, because SARS. Well, part of SARS's job was to stop them, the 419 scams. But I bring that up because cybercrime would be the only thing that makes sense though. And it's been working lucratively for people. Shit, I got no problem saying it. Someone tried that shit. I think I've already even said this. Someone tried that shit on me. 
and nobody ever has my card. I arbitrarily look and someone attempted something like some $800 we charge in the States. Didn't go through. <laughs> I didn't have $800 that day. Had they tried like even a few hundred dollars less, it would have worked, but it didn't work. They got too greedy. They're like, yeah, we'll try less than a thousand. <laughs> Motherfuckers have 200 and something dollars. <laughs> oh boy. A 50 count box with disposable masks for 20 bucks. Who the fuck wants disposable masks? Would've got wipes in here though. called in an order maybe an hour ago for Kulazapam. My last name is O-T-O-O. I have ID. You need that? Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll have to pay for it. Hmm. Have you used this before, sir? Before, yes. Okay. Count 90, double count. Okay, have a seat, two minutes. Okay. So yeah, people are desperate, man. People are up to no good. It's 
a shame, but I remember when I moved back to Ottawa in 2012. The big, the big issue was, I guess people were getting, or pharmacies were getting robbed for opioids. This was like at the beginning of the so-called opioid epidemic. I shouldn't say so-called, but you gotta be careful. You should be careful. Anyway, beginning of the epidemic, and I think it said it ran from 2000, kind of like began 2010, let's just say 2009, 10, 11, 2012, it hit a head where like, I was paying attention to the news. And this, the amount of stick-ups was, was, was wild for this city, for this end of town. It was very wild. It seems to have died down. Well, maybe not now. Because all that serve money messed people up. I saw some article that like serve money being used to buy guns. I'm like, <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe not. Because there was a contingent of government officials that are against Serb. Right. But apparently that was the, that was the move at the time. At the time is in now. <laughs> people were, people are, people are using serve for opioids, and even prisoners are getting served. I don't get it. Well, they got a bank account. <laughs> they use they're using they're using their phone time for that. Oh man, could you imagine life? <laughs> Everybody's going to the phone and. Everybody's sharing the phone to get served on some tier. Oh man. <laughs> what a society, man. What a society. I feel like I'm missing something here. Twelve hundred that people are getting. And twelve hundred the Americans are getting. 
Hopefully people aren't Hopefully people didn't blow that But apparently they did actually Now that I think about it Apparently back Apparently people's online sales went up Hard Right after them stimulus checks were cut Even now man this, The amount of Amazon and Skip the dishes that I see is just unbelievable. Skip the dishes for things like the mornings. It was only this week or on Thursday. It's only on Thursday. It's only in the past week that I've noticed Tim Hortons even has delivery. I saw in House of Commons they were debating Uber Eats and Skip the Dishes. They were saying that uh, it's predatory because they're because of the, the various fees, right? Charging the restaurants, charging the customer, so on and so forth. You know the argument. Like it's predatory. It's just I don't agree with it all either. What is what do they call seasoned opportunity? I can't, I can't. This is where it's like it's hard to. Hi. This is. Have you've used this before, right? Yes, I have. He wrote only three tablets, isn't it? Two, three three, three months. One. I take oh, one months. tablet. Yeah. Three months. One tablet. Yeah. And you've used them before, right? Yes. Okay. talking about what was I just talking about oh yeah House of Commons yeah House of Commons talking about we've got to regulate why it's such a reactionary thing you're now in nine months, nine months into, and forget, forget COVID. <laughs> They've been debating this since Uber and Lyft showed up, you know? Now they're saying, now they're saying, oh, it's predatory. You guys gonna make decisions on things or just, I understand the system works the way the system works, but all in what I was really saying was, do I agree with it or not? <sighs> I tried to, I tried to, this doesn't sound like some kind of, this doesn't sound asshole-ish in any way or like smug or anything like that, but it's like, I try and think for myself, you know what I mean? Like, this whole system is built on that. You know what I mean? Now, y'all want to talk about dismantling it and go further with that. I'm not going to talk about it here, but <laughs> we can go further than that. That I'm for. But as it is now, as it stands now, 
were all byproducts of this very same capital system that we're pretending, you know. Well, I guess we're no longer pretending. We're not pretending it's the greatest. We're not pretending that it's the best. You know, we're not pretending that uh, it could never be better than what it is now. Okay, sir. Mr. Rosso is ready yes. for you. Okay. It's gonna be expensive. It is usually. It's usually expensive. So only prepare for the expense. Okay. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. She was free. So anyway, all right, now we can talk freely. So, hard, hard leftists, hard socialists, anarchists, communists, it all comes out in these times, right? Talk about Jerry Rollins. He came at a time when Well, I have to I have to consult the elders for that one. Let me call my mom right now and figure that out actually. Call my mom's one second. Alright, so I got the full story. I got a full story about Rollins. So, hold on a second. Yeah, and I had a 
you know, some of some I wouldn't say prosperous, but they had a good economy. Rawlings comes in. And that's when the disappearances start. So Nkrumah gets kind of flack for like he started locking people up. Alright. When shit went left with his rule. He started to lock up people he thought were traitors. One of them people being my grandpa. So now as a side, he locked them up. Plenty of them were tortured. Whether he ordered it or not is a different story, but they were tortured. But Rawlings was the one who was doing shit like kind of what like what that uh the Duarte of the Philippines, what he does when he drops people out of helicopters, Rawlings was doing that shit. So he was doing that, he was lining people up on the beach, shooting them. He was, and it was like dropping people out of the helicopter, like flying out to sea and dropping people out of helicopters, burying people alive and shit. Scraping people's, essentially scalping people with broken bottles, that kind of shit. Now, If you, even if you go to Ghana today, maybe now it's different with the amount of information we got, but anytime I've been in Ghana, I've noticed this, like, there are a lot of pro Jerry Rawlings type people. I guess every, I guess there's, like, if there's pro Trump people, there's going to be pro Rawlings people, but the point is, in this context... You know, and then shit got rough. Um, the economy went to shit. Of course, he starts seizing. Well, not seizing. He starts keeping the money for himself, which is one of the very things he becomes insane. Fuck the corruption. You know, so on and so forth. He eventually gets rich. The economy goes to shit. It's hard to find items and inexpensive items. So this is a period where people start going to like Liberia, um, Sierra Leone, ironically, Nigeria, ironically. They started going to the UK to buy shit to bring back. And this is when... So, in the timeline... Ghana goes to Nigeria. How'd it go? There was this thing called, Niger- called Ghana Must Go. So, there's a lot of Ghanaians in Nigeria, I think from this period. 
and they get expelled. Because whenever there's a, a civil social unrest, what happens? Xenophobia comes to arise. Anti-immigration. So, you know, kick out the Ghanaians who live here in Nigeria. Same thing happened when Liberia War started. Kick out or kill the Ghanaians. Anyway, so that's kind of a bit of a, a background to Rawlings. Who then tried to be like a he restarted the party he formed when he was in power the first time and had this kind of like puppet president for a while, yet he's calling the shots behind the scenes. That man mysteriously dies, which is not talked about a lot, but he mysteriously dies. This is all in like the past 10 years too. 11, past 12, 13 years. And then, um, like Rollins is still around. Like he don't got the same like pull, but he shows up places and shit. He's an old man now. He's not the same guy. This is not 1980. He can't pull that shit off the same way and not have attention. But yeah, personal family members were victims of this shit. This this being thrown out of a helicopter, disappearing. There's one who, till this day, they don't know where he is. Like he, he has disappeared. Some falling out with the Rawlings administration, man disappears. Another uncle that I had. He became one. He became. He he gets. Um, it was, I guess, what you call an assassination attempt. But he's in his own neighborhood. A car comes, hits him, takes off. It's a hit and run. Never solved. This is this is. Gana, we're talking about. They don't like they, they don't solve hit and runs the same way. They barely solve them here. So anyway. This uncle gets hit by a car after what? A falling out with, with Rawlings. So, why am I talking about this guy? I was thinking of all the, the pro fuck the system shit, which I'm for, but you know the term Power corrupts, corrupts absolutely, whatever the fuck it is. Everybody loved the man who who's anti-corruption until he becomes a corrupted one. Shit. One second, get my mask on. Meanwhile, you have similar shit happening here. So now in what Alderman County, you can't protest ever again in the in history. 
So for the rest of the history of the world, you can't protest in... So I got cut off in Alderman County. After they block at people, after they clap at people, Well, I guess the the injunction came down, then the OPP came out. Quiet is kept. OPP is some sneaky motherfuckers, man. One second. OPP is, is we all we talk shit about the RCMP. We talk shit about the cops locally. RCMP, sorry, the OPP. They get up to shit. They're a very militarized force. Alright, can I have an extra large three cream and three sweetener? Three and three, you said? Yes, three cream, three sweetener. Gotcha. Okay. First of all, there's another pro rally for Abdir Rahman Abdi on the 24th, then Monday back on Parliament Hill. Is it, hold on a second. Is it All Eyes on McMahon or? Thanks. Let me check. more than that. It's more than that. It's shut down Canada. So shut down Canada Parliament Hall. Shut down Canada on Parliament Hill. Ain't that something? <laughs> There's also calls to to action every every single week. Show up at your MP spot. Luckily, mine's down the street, so to speak. He's on the strip. He's on the strip.
know what I mean? The two MPs are on this trip. We got two, two MPs, a city councilor. They all on the strip. So, actually, I don't know if she's on the strip. I don't know if the council's on the strip. But the two MPs are. And the law office of one of the MPs is actually on my street. Like my literal street. Now, I'm really getting away with my location, but. I also never made a connection. Was that, was that attempted B&E looking for me? <laughs> oh, shit. I never went there in my head. Because I try not to personalize these, these types of things, but... But fucking, um... Was it for me? I don't know. And they, they happened to get the wrong door. Well, they were trying doors. We were trying doors, that's for sure. I don't think it was for me. Or us. Well, I say that, for us. I mean... I won't get into that. I just will say there's a probability it wasn't for me, it was for somebody else. I don't know. Either way, with youth in the house, that person ain't getting too far into the house. <laughs> they ain't taking too many steps inside. The more steps inside they take, the more brutal the, the punishment is. I gave my little live stream spiel about the ops watching you. You think so? You think you have five thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand, a hundred thousand, a million? Probably when you're in the million, it's even worse. But you think you've got forty thousand followers and or whatever, and they're, they're just, all your supporters. Many of them are just watching. Some of it's out of boredom. Some of it's like TV. It's like, oh, okay, well, this is quasi-interesting to me, Most, like in most cases. I'll watch this. They don't give a fuck about supporting. Or you. Or your story. But you're presenting information in a way that's quasi-interesting to them, so they'll keep watching it when they get a chance. They'll watch every so often. Then you get actual supporters. Then you get people that engage. And then you get ops. And then you probably get some some aspect of like the digitized crime unit type people. The cops, the RCMP maybe. They may be listening, who knows. They probably are.
anybody that's preaching a and I don't even go hard at it but anybody that's preaching uh, anti or quasi anti establishment message you're gonna get washed forever for the, for however long that is depends on how you can one day be super anti-government on all your channels and then for f four months talk about cats and or whatever chocolate milk you know changing diapers and then you know suddenly it's like all right well, we're squandering resources here And then the day they get off, you go back where you're doing that kind of shit. But really, when you're when you're on that subject matter, you tend to stay on it. You know what I mean? I tuned into something interesting and informative. Some McMaggy woman speaking on their experience on the front lines and just. You know, identity. They're also speaking on um, just their experiences and what's going on out there. And one of them said something interesting. They said, I've gotten more support from strangers than even some of my closest friends. And I know that feeling. It's something you process and internalize. Everybody processes it, processes it and internalizes it in different ways, but I get it. Everything's cool when you're just, you know, going to work drinking beer or some shit like that. Playing basketball, watching Netflix. But when shit gets a bit more real in the sense that one or more of you got to stand up for not just causes, I don't use causes as a term, but it's like, yo, rights, you know what I mean? Like equality, the system, so to speak, them, they. the uh, oppressor, if you will. Systematic bullshit. Once you start getting into that, that's when a lot of, uh, you know, certain people, they're like, eh, we're not that interested. Because they want to play basketball and go to work and drink beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. You know what I mean? To me, there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't have time for that. Like, I've had this conversation with someone like, what I consume versus what they consume. In their minds, I just consume a lot of shit about, well, I can't remember whether it was racism specifically or negative shit, but anyway, it was one of the two. To me, 
they just watch people dance badly on TikTok and troll Facebook. <laughs> so it's like, this is how we're both perceiving each other. It's probably, it's not accurate at all on either side, to be honest, but that's how they view me. That's how I view them. And I'd even say there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, I don't give a fuck with what you consume. <laughs> I'm not hiding what I consume. I don't hide what I consume at all. It also gets to a point where it's like, you know, they say silence is violence. It's an extreme way of putting it, but it's true. A CrossFit. I'll let y'all listen to this. This is hard work out here. We're doing OHP. Yeah, they say silence is violence. And it's kind of like, it's true. Now, I don't expect, there's certain people I never expect to hear anything quote unquote conscious or quote unquote talking about current events or anything like that. There's plenty of people like that. And I don't engage them on that. Because I know it's no point. It's a waste of energy. I actually find more that it's people who aren't, who will try and get into that lane once in a while. It's often those people who will try and suddenly have an opinion in that lane. Meanwhile, they don't got even the, the quote unquote lived experience to even be talking about it. They have lived experiences, but not towards what the issue is. What was the one? So I, so this man, they dropped the third degree murder charge. I'm, I'm not surprised. And then someone gets butthurt in the DMs talking about, yo, you can't charge somebody with third degree murder. There's the other two charges and so on. I'm like, yo. It is what it is, like, <laughs> he's gonna beat this shit. And he's like, that's not what you said, that's not what you posted. I'm like, I don't give a fuck up with what I posted. It's not the point. No, they said that's not the point of what, or something. I can't remember. Actually, I'll read it. Oh no, I can't right now. Anyway, they're like, that's not the point of what you posted. I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he's gonna beat this shit. What you choose to nitpick in, in, the, in the post, what you choose to focus on, that's on you. But he's going to beat this shit. And they're like, yo, give them, let them have a fair shot at the trial and blah, blah, blah. In my head, I just think, what, 
OG said, wash, rinse, repeat. It's the same thing over and over. It's always the same, it's always the same outcome. So you're gonna get, to, okay, so they dropped the third degree murder charge, so now you're sitting there waiting, oh yeah, there's two more charges. When he gets tried, however long that takes. I'm not sitting around for a year waiting for this man to be tried and then found innocent or whatever the fuck it is or slap on the wrist. It's nothing. All these cases go the same way. Now, this person was probably half my age, so they don't really have the insight as to, even though I say Gen Z is some of the smartest people out there right now. There's some things that's just insight. In the same way that like someone that's 90, with all the information I got in my hands, a 90-year-old, you know, their knowledge basis and wisdom is a bit is on a higher level. So, you know, there's not, you know, I mean, if they have, the, if they put their faith in this shit, that's good for them. Me, I'm just like, yeah. They're gonna find his ass innocent. These laws are created to protect themselves. These laws are created to. Well, let me put it a different way. If you're BIPOC, and that BIPOC, even saying that sometimes, I'm like. It's very specific, but anyway, if you're BIPOC, don't be expecting these things, these rules to apply to you, or these laws to apply to you in the same way. Historically, it's not how it's worked. Yes, you can go get your little job somewhere and feel like you're, you know, contributing to something that's great. And for some people, that's all they need, and that's fine too. For others, it's not. So, you know, and you know, to the people that believe in that the system will somehow play out, and this Derek Chauvin dude is gonna get convicted of everything that hasn't been dropped and will serve time and so on and so forth, good. I'll say, I'll say this, I think I've, I don't know if I've said this before. Amber Geiger. Only reason she got, my, in my, the way I look at it, she's a woman. She get, she didn't get the same privileges as the other male cops. She got 15 years. That ain't even enough. But, She's a woman, so she didn't have the 100% privileges that if it was a male cop, I mean, that story might have gotten a bit different with a male cop, but did it really? <laughs> I got some, there's a dude out there, Kendrick, I forgot his last name, who was on the legal team for this Breonna Taylor case. 
which I really don't want to give any more of my energy to, but he was on the legal team. And, you know, he does this three-hour sit-down and breaks everything down. And I'm like, wow. So this case was just, there was farcical elements to it on, from all angles. When I say from all angles, I mean from all angles. I saw him in because This man is the one who is on the legal team. Therefore, he knows he can put it best. I wasn't there. I'm not from Louisville, Kentucky. You know what I mean? I might post, I might, yeah, I'm gonna go post that. Cause that's some important shit. And it's gonna be polarizing too. Not to sound like one of the people, I post polarizing shit. I'm just saying, what he's saying is very contrary to what everybody else believes. Even the people that believe that there should have been some kind of uh, justice there. Or people who believe that the cops are in the wrong. In what he's saying, the cops are in the wrong. It's just the presentation of the information that's different. And the facts as he presents them are different. Crazy times, man. Anyway, well, I guess it's always been crazy times. I'm off in my head, which ain't good for recording. So let me just think of something. <laughs> like I said, there's two fan members that are still left in Kaduna in Nigeria who are like, we ain't leaving. Of course, I mean, you can't leave, right? Oh, here's something interesting. EU's like, yo, Canadians, stay the fuck out. Which is wild. If you think about it. Their population density. How COVID hit them. And then they're telling us to stay away. <laughs> it's true. It's crazy. <laughs> well, it's not crazy. I mean, we did the same to everybody else. So It's like Ghana must go. Because, oh yeah, so Ghana wants to go to Nigerians, expelled the Ghanaians from Nigeria. 
and they gave him like I forgot how what the time frame was like a month let's say pack up and go yeah I did the same to Nigerians like told them get out so I imagine that's that's in the underlying Ghana Nigeria tension it's not real tension you know what I mean really they get along but this is the other thing about SARS so they were looking at Nana Akufu Addo, president of Ghana, and what's, what will be the title? Chairman of ECOWAS, the Economic Union of West African States. People were looking for him to say something like condemning SARS. And I'm like, ah, his position on this shit is the same as Trudeau with. You know the, the terrorism against the Mi'kmaq, but it's the same thing. But someone just flashed their light on as if like I was gonna roll up in there. Anyway, his response was the same. We all we pray for the injured. Oh, this is horrible. I don't even know if he said horrible, but. The thing with Ghana, what tends to happen is Ghana ends up becoming like where a lot of the people from places of civil war go. You know what I mean? So the Liberians went there, Sierra Leoneans go there, Nigerians will go there. So it's a tricky game of like showing support but not being like everybody come in. So they're playing their own geopolitics and shit. Interesting times to be alive. Like I was saying, DRC has been Africa's world war for years. I never thought I'd see it trending. <laughs> yeah, it's been trending all week, two weeks. Like, damn. People are plugged in right now, which is good. Like I said, Nigerian embassies worldwide were getting protested. That don't happen a lot, man. <laughs> it's not often that people just be like, yo. Let's stand up for this. Of course, black people are suspicious of the amount of white people that have sort of gotten on with 
or have hopped on well there's the people who they post for two weeks about something and disappear and then post their vacation there's those people and then everybody else has to continue to live through the shit but you know if you think about 20 put it in context Everybody's mental health is fucked up. Everybody's angry. Everybody's depressed. Everybody has high anxiety. Everybody felt that, you know, they've been left to hang out to dry. So it's not a huge, huge, huge stretch that suddenly you're going to get this influx of people who are suddenly paying attention to things. And the brighter ones are making the parallels. Like, wait a minute. This, this isn't too far off from what's happening here. You know what I mean? Anyway, I'm gonna chill and enjoy my cigarette. My what, third or fourth cigarette? Telling you, this week was rough. Not just the shit going on in the world, but actual life shit. Anyway, peace.